and it is Jesus that makes this a glorious day. Welcome to this morning's Echoes of Calvary broadcast. Glad you could join us. Today, Pastor Rob continues his presentation of Colossians chapter 1 with some of the biblical qualities of the faithful Christian. And now, Pastor Robert Elliott. This time of the year, some of us like ice fishing. But here's the deal. No matter how many ice holes you drill, or no matter how hard you work to drill them through very thick ice on the lake, or how long you sit out on that frozen lake in a hut, if there are no fish under the ice in that lake that day, you are catching nothing. Every time, you are catching nothing. Religion is fishing in a lake for peace that does not exist below the ice. They will never catch God's peace through religious self-efforts. No one will. The lake is empty of peace. Only Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, can deliver his peace to us. One, at great cost and battle on the cross with his very life's blood. Only Jesus Christ can deliver the peace you crave, that you need and you want. If you've never turned to him in faith, said you're sorry for being a sinner, see yourself as desperately needing his forgiveness and newness of life, call out to him today. Don't be fishing in a lake for peace that you think the rod and reel of religion can deliver for you. Because they cannot. Only Jesus gives us grace and then peace. Verse 2. To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. Now these verses that we're looking at are going to remind us how that we can be remaining faithful, which to heaven is success. And six things are true. Based on these verses, six things are true about every faithful, therefore successful believer. Are you ready? As I run through these, I want you to let the Holy Spirit help you evaluate if these are or are not characteristic of you. Number one, the faithful Christian is the Christian who has others praying for him or her. That's in verse 3. Number 2, faithful Christians exhibit faith in God. That's the first part of verse 4. Number 3, faithful Christians love others with God's love. That's the second part of verse 4 and verse 8. Number 5, faithful Christians have hope. We have hope. Faithful Christians constantly bear more and more fruit. And sixth, faithful Christians are bond servants. That's in verse 7. I want to quickly look at these very quickly with you this morning. The first thing that's true about a faithful Christian is that faithful Christians are prayed for by others. See at verse 3? We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. He could call them faithful brethren in verse 2 because he and others were faithfully praying for those people. You cannot be a faithful Christian, friend, if you do not allow others to pray for you. And how can others pray for you effectively and specifically if you never open up to tell them your needs? We should be a culture, a climate of a church family that you could walk into this building any day of the week to talk to any brother or sister in Christ and say, this is my need today. Would you pray with me? 
And then we should be a church when someone comes up to us and asks us to pray for them, that we pray for them on the spot. And then we write it down some way we can remember and we continue to pray for that precious person who risked saying what their need was for prayer and keep praying for that person. Faithful Christians have others who are praying for them, others who know how to pray for them. Faithful Christians are humble enough and transparent enough to get past the superficialities of Christianity to where it really is at. I was taught early as a pastor, and it's so true, that the only people in the churches I pastor that don't have any problems are the people I don't know well enough yet. We all have problems. I've got lots of problems. I need your prayers. We all have lots of problems. We need to tell others about those problems so that they can pray for us. Not talk about us. Pray for us. Faithful Christians are prayed for by others. Number two, faithful Christians exhibit faith in God. I see that in the first part of verse four. See it with me. Since we heard of your faith in Jesus Christ and the love with which you have loved for all the saints. He said, we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. Have people heard of your faith in Christ Jesus? For salvation first, but for the rent second, for a healing you need in your family, third, or whatever you're trusting Christ for beyond conversion. Do people who know you, lost and saved people who know you, do they know for what you are trusting Christ? They should. Someone should look at you and say, she actually believes that her God can heal her from X, Y, Z. Someone should be able to look at you and say, she actually believes that her God will guide her in the right spending of her money. Someone should be able to look at you and say, he actually believes that his God can minister to and relieve his clinical depression. Someone should be able to look at you and say, he actually believes that his God can keep him from falling into temptation that he faces all the time. People who look upon us should have no question that we trust God, that our faith is in God for everything. Faithful Christians exhibit faith in God. We should be wearing our trust in God on our sleeves, way out there on our sleeves, so everybody sees that we have faith in a God who is faithful, and that faith in a God who is faithful is making us to be faithful back to him. Number three, faithful Christians love with God's love. I see that in the second part of verse four. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints, that's love, God's love, and then We also see it in verse 8. And he also informed us of your love in the Spirit, capital S, Spirit. So that's love in the Holy Spirit. Faithful Christians love with God's love. You should be able to take a core sample of your heart at any point in your life, whether you're elated or dejected, whether you're at peace or at fear, whether you are Uh, old or young, every core sample taken in each believer's heart should reveal the love of God. The love of God should permeate how we live, how we think, how we spend money, how we give of our time, the love of God. We are to love others with his love. We are to love each other with Christ's love. We are to love the lost with Christ's love. That's what faithful 
Christians do. And here's the great deal. It's harder to be unfaithful to Jesus if you are loving with his love. It is harder to be unfaithful to Jesus if you are loving with his love. Fourth thing, faithful Christians have hope. What is hope? It's very important for us to define hope. It's a major theme of the New Testament. Hope is desire plus expectation. You have to have both. If you only have desire without expectation, you do not have hope. If you have expectation without desire, you also do not have hope. Let me illustrate. There was a time in my life when I hoped to make six digits as an annual income. That was my desire, but I didn't expect it would ever happen. This year, I was doing my taxes yesterday with TurboTax. A great tool, by the way. I get no kickbacks for that. Now, I fully expect to pay income taxes on last year's wages. I don't desire to, though. You have to have desire plus expectation to have hope. When we have desire and expectation, bingo, we have hope. Those of you who have been brides or who are wanting to be married, brides-to-be, when you are a bride-to-be, you have a desire to get married someday, and you have an expectation that God will let you get married someday, and therefore you have hope. That's where the concept of a hope chest came around, ladies, that you would put into a certain chest or place things that you wanted to set aside when you desire to be married and you expect to be married someday. The things in the hope chest are there for when you are married and are a wife and a mother. Christians, faithful Christians, have hope. We desire Jesus Christ and we expect all the promises that Jesus has made to us in his word will be coming to pass for us. And the Christians who are growing in hope are believers who are growing in their desire for Jesus Christ and growing in their desire of expectation that he will deliver on his promises. Faithful Christians, we've seen they are prayed for by others. Second, faithful Christians exhibit faith in God. Third, faithful Christians love with God's love. And fourth, faithful Christians have this hope, this desire, plus this expectation. Well, this morning we're pleased to have Greg Sweeting in the studio with us. Of course, Greg has served the Lord well on the Echoes uh, broadcast for many years. And so welcome to the studio again, Greg. Good to be here, Pastor. Thank you. The first thing I'd like to ask is, how did you come to be the radio host of Echoes of Calvary? Interesting story. I, I remember well wrestling with the decision when I was first asked to be involved in the broadcast I believe it was probably in the period between pastors. Ron Springle and I were asked to fill that void and keep the broadcast going, with various elders and guests taking the message each week. We would provide commentary, songs, and in those early days, all the music that we used was provided by our own musical soloists and groups. We would introduce the speaker for the week, of course. At the time, I remember wondering how was I going to be able to find enough new material for 52 weekly broadcasts every year. I was encouraged by Ron, friends in the church leadership, and my wife that I should do it. So I agreed, and I soon found that there was always something I could talk about, and I often included real-life stories of my family and the encounters and observations that I enjoyed during frequent trips that I made in connection with my business and occupation. Many regular listeners have shared with me over the years that these stories became a favorite part of their Sunday mornings and they appreciated how I related them 
each week to the daily life of a Christian. I must say that being involved with Echoes of Calvary broadcasts has been one of my most memorable and personal treasures and certainly helped me in my own walk with the Lord. That's great. And I know that you and your heart for the Lord have been a treasure to so many listeners. How long ago was that when you began uh, your radio ministry here? Well, you know, I don't remember the exact date that I assumed this role, but it must have been at least 30 years ago. During those decades, I've seen many changes at Calvary Bible Church. Interestingly, I've now served the Lord in this capacity through several pastors and even through periods when the church was searching for new pastors. Throughout, the broadcast continued to keep our witness as a church alive and allowed us to continue to share the good news that is available through our Lord to our Echoes family, whether they attend the church at Calvary Bible Church or just regular listeners. Through the many stories, anecdotes, illustrations, and music, we proclaimed our trust in Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world, and we outlined how to live a life that would be pleasing to the Lord. I'm often surprised to learn, actually, how many Bahamians are awake that early on a Sunday morning and tune in from all over the Bahamas, and I dare say, I believe, even South Florida. That's just great. Um, as a new pastor, I think it's a joy and a privilege to stand, in some respects, on the shoulders of other faithful servants that have been in the local church for many years, and you're certainly one of those servants. Greg, do you have a favorite story of how Echoes has uh, made a positive difference in a listener's life? Actually, one of my most favorite stories comes out of Eleuthera, from Palmetto Point, actually. Back in the early days of my tenure, listeners would write in and tell us of their situations, ask for prayer, sometimes even request a favorite song. This particular story stands out in my memory because one of the most prolific writers to the broadcast in those days was a lady who signed her letters as Sister K.C. Thompson. She wrote in often and would always bless us with her words of encouragement to keep up the good work. She would also always close by requesting that we let Brother Terry Johnson sing Till the Storm Passes Over for her. And we always did. I'm told by friends who knew her that she would throw open her shutters on a Sunday morning so that all of Palmetto Point could hear echoes of Calvary, and I suppose she wanted her neighbors to hear us call her name and her requested song till the storm passes over. Her encouragement always blessed us. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, we just never know uh, who is on the other end of the radio and, and how they're using the truth that they're hearing. Fantastic. Greg, why have you chosen over the years to sign off each broadcast with a reference to Jesus Christ's soon return? Well, Pastor, I would like to think that the Holy Spirit moved my heart to settle on this theme. I admit that I've always been especially motivated by the theme of the Lord's return. Their soon return holds a powerful influence over me and encourages me to realize that we have limited time in which we can reach the lost. The word Maranatha was introduced to me many years ago as the ancient greeting of the early church believers as a way to encourage each other and also as an identification of the way. I chose to use this word recognizing its inherent message on this broadcast to underscore that I might have said that day. I have sometimes been greeted by people outside when they meet me who listen and who know me by that word, Maranatha, the Lord is coming. And so we smile and share the greeting with each other. As a symbol, it certainly does encourage us as believers. I confess, too, that many of my weekly commentaries also ended up 
using this theme somehow in the context of what was being discussed. It's critically important to me, and I believe that the Lord is going to return soon. Oh, yes, I agree. His return is imminent. Any time now, return. How is the Lord leading you, Greg, as you go forward from here? Well, this privilege, Pastor, of, of being on the broadcast and being heard by so many all over the Bahamas, with it has come a responsibility that I have recognized. Frequently, I've been approached by people I did know personally in various situations. They told me they recognized my voice and wanted to say that they listened to the broadcasts. They enjoy the stories and the Bible teaching each week offered by Echoes of Calvary. This broadcast, of course, is well-known and appreciated part of Sunday morning routines by many Bahamians. My life has been impacted by my involvement in this broadcast without question. Many of our regular listeners will know, of course, that I retired from my insurance career a number of years ago, and they will know, too, that most of my children and grandchildren live in the United States because I've mentioned them so often. My wife and I have been gradually adjusting our lives in order to spend more time with all of our family in the future. This must mean, of course, more traveling and more time away from Nassau. This will bring a timing issue and planning difficulties with regard to the broadcast, so a decision was made that I should cease my involvement with Echoes. A tough decision. This will allow you, however, as our new pastor, to restructure the broadcast in accordance with how you feel that the Lord is leading you and your new ministry at Calvary Bible Church. It has been my privilege and a distinct honor to have been able to serve the Lord in this way. And I'm grateful to the leadership of Calvary Bible Church for having allowed me this tremendous opportunity to serve the Lord in this way for so long. Wonderful. Well, I know you're dearly loved within our congregation, you and Rita, and also beyond our congregation through contacts in the community and through radio. Um, Gray, would you have a special farewell word for all of the listeners who've tuned in over these past 30 years? Certainly. I do want to express to the echoes of Calvary family of listeners how much I've enjoyed being involved in this wide-ranging radio ministry. Actually, I believe Echoes of Calvary is probably the founding broadcast that introduced Christian radio broadcasting to the Bahamas when Calvary Bible Church's founding pastor, Reverend Earl Weech, began this ministry many, many years ago. I believe we've touched the lives of countless Bahamians over those years. To the many friends and regular listeners to the broadcast, I would like to say that I've been truly appreciative of the encouragement that you've given to me and for your support through the years. It has been my distinct honor to have represented our Lord in this unique ministry and to do what I could to provide stepping stones for you to find ways to serve the Lord more completely and perhaps even sometimes to encourage you through the things that have happened to me and my own family. I pray that you've been helped and that your walk with the Lord is a little closer as a result. I encourage you to keep your dial on 1540 Sunday mornings as the broadcast continues. It is now time for me to face into a new role and serve the Lord in a different way. I pass the baton. God bless you all. Thank you, Greg, so much. I'd just love to pray for you and Rita in this new phase of your lives and ministries. Thank you. Gracious God, we thank and praise you for the opportunity to serve you. We yes. thank you for Greg and Rita and their availability over the years to do just that. And we know that that availability will not be revoked by them in any way as they move forward. 
We ask that you would open the doors of opportunity you have for them in this phase of their lives and that they would have joy in serving you and bringing honor and glory to your name. So, Lord, rest your hands of blessing upon the Sweetings and their family and make them to know the joy of being yours and the purpose of going forward in the Spirit of God's leading. We ask these things, Lord, knowing that you are willing and able and bless. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And now, Help for the Hurting, with the director of the Christian Counseling Center, Pastor Frederick Arnett. It's indeed a pleasure for me to have in the studio with me my wife, Helen Arnett. She is the director of Counseling Services. She has been involved with the Christian Counseling Center from its inception. She serves freely with her time and energy without pay for several years and it is indeed a privilege for me to have her in the studio with me this morning to just tell us a little about the services of the Christian Counseling Center. Helen? Yes, um, the services we offer are for spiritual, emotional, social, behavioral, interpersonal, premarital, family and AIDS related uh, we also offer individual therapy by appointment, couple, family, and group therapy upon request. We also have a parenting class upon request. If you out there as a parent struggling with your children, we have an in-house coordinator who is well-trained to conduct these classes for about six weeks. And you, at the end of that time, will be given tools to help you with your children. I really want to stress the parenting classes, especially today with children being suspended and expelled from school. I think this is an excellent class for parents to get involved in so they can have tools to help them in maneuvering the difficult times with their children. And... If you're interested, you can call us. Maybe you uh, want us to come by your church. Call us and we will arrange with our coordinator to have these classes to assist you. Also, uh, along with our services, we do give you biblical principles integrated with psychological principles. We train also psychologically. So it's not just you coming here and we're going to throw the Bible at you or bash you. We also integrate the biblical and the psychological. And we are not here to judge you. We are here to journey with you and hear you in a confidential environment. You may see Calvary Bible Church next door, but they don't get engaged in what's going on in the center to find out who come and what's going on there. It's highly confidential. Your information is classified. We are not responsible to see your car in our lot or see you coming in, but as for information leaving there, we will assure you of confidentiality. Thank you very much. Um, what length of time is required for sessions as you uh, meet with couples or individuals for counseling? The requirement is basically 8 to 10 weekly 50-minute sessions. Now you might come with a situation and you might need just two sessions. But normally, it's eight to 10 weekly, 50-minute sessions. And if you're a shift worker, we also will try and work 
with you if you work somewhere in a remote area and you want to get in real early we would even give you that program the fee for that will be a little more but it can be discussed with the therapist or if it's after hours after five o'clock we also will arrange to assist you so we are very flexible we're here to help you we're not here to make money as such. We need to pay the bills, but we really want to help you so you can leave and help your family or whatever situation, whether it's a workplace situation or a church situation, we're here to help you. In other words, you're saying then that we will see clients after hours, but or before hours, or before yeah. the regular nine yeah, to five. Can, yeah, if they could come 7 a.m. in the morning, we see them at 7 a.m. Okay. Or if they need to come 5.36 in the evening, we will see them. Okay. Well, then, what's the cost of these sessions? And then you can let us know. You indicated that there are a little bit more costlier for the after hours. But could you just elaborate on that and, uh, and let us know what the regular fees are and what the after hours fee? fee 9 to 5... 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., $65. If you're coming in 7 o'clock in the morning or 5.30 or whatever, that would be $85. Uh, during the normal day, daily counseling session, there might be a person or persons there who might say, I can't afford to pay. We will consider donation or you say, just come. We'll see you pro bono. You don't have to worry about the fee if you really and honestly cannot pay. We will still see you. So what I'm hearing you say then, Helen, is that uh, this is not about money. We are here to meet the needs of those who are hurting. We are here to help hurting people. And even if you cannot pay, we will make every effort to still meet those needs as we do for those who are capable of paying the fees. Yes, our mission is to help you. Uh, it's not to just sit down and make money. It's to help you. And this is the reason I mentioned earlier, if you find yourself not having the money, discuss it with us and we'll still see you. We need money to pay bills, of course. I'm not going to say we don't need funds, but then we're not going to say, okay, you can't pay, you can't come. No, if you cannot pay, you can't give a donation, we will still see you and try and help you. And maybe later in life, you might get some money and you just consider a donation or a love gift. We leave that with you. Okay, thank you very much. At our next broadcast, deal with relationship because yeah. that is basically one of the problems that we see often with people who are in a relationship having problems with communication trust and issues and trust issue yeah. and the like mm -hmm. thank you very much you've been listening to echoes of calvary a radio ministry of calvary bible church nassau bahamas our morning worship service begins this morning at 11 a.m in the sanctuary located on Collins Avenue. We encourage you to join us. Feel free to write us at eocradio at gmail.com or PO Box 
N1684, Nassau, Bahamas. And remember, everyone needs a savior.